0: Welcome to episode three of No Stay Filter. Yay! Yeah. So exciting! So many butterflies, which <laughs> was the case in our last episode. Um, so, just a little disclaimer. Um, I don't know why, but in second episode, I was more nervous. I think we both were... Really nervous. Yeah, way more nervous <laughs> for the second episode than the first one, just because... You know, it was real. We're we're really doing this, and we had a lot of feedback from from you guys from the first one. A lot of positive feedback feedback and constructive criticism. From the first one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The second one, though, because we had butterflies, um, just a little um, tidbit. We, you know, smoked a little bit before recording the second episode. Just a little bit. To ease the nerves. Just to ease the nerves. Um, and then we, we were on that really great role that we told you about, which was never recorded. And so after that happened, we decided <laughs> to smoke a little bit more, you know, because shit, what the hell? Why did this happen? So now we got a little bit, you know, we got a little high. Yeah, too so, high. So a little too high, which we can't do anymore. So no more smoking before recording. We've episodes. learned our lesson. We've learned our lesson,
1: and we heard you. We heard you guys loud and
0: clear. <laughs> um, we're gonna really try on, working on not saying like so much, which
1: we I think, realize only happened because we were so high.
0: I hope that's the only reason why it happened. I mean, we all say like a lot. I, I I even picked up on it more now that you guys pointed it out, but especially when you hear yourself played back. It sucks. So I was cringing listening to it. So, yeah, these are all things we're gonna try to avoid. Now it's a learning process. We're gonna get better, hopefully. Hopefully, you guys uh, are sticking with us, and you can help us along the way.
1: Yeah, apologies to you guys, but we're definitely working on it. We hear you guys, and we really appreciate the love and the 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 criticism and. Here we are, episode three, ready to go.
0: Let's, let's do this. <laughs> <Word>. Shit. So, <laughs> how was your week? What'd you do? What'd you um, see? What'd you, where'd you go? Yeah, I just, we worked a
1: lot, I think, for both of us. It was kind of a, a boring week, but um, keeping the Oscar theme going from episode two, I went and saw The Room, which is nominated for Best Picture this year. And as I mentioned in the last episode, um, I'm definitely trying to see at least all the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, um, if not some of the other um, other movies in the other categories. Um, so I went to see Room last night. Uh, everybody
0: should see this movie.
1: Great. It is... So now I
0: have two movies that I absolutely have to see within, what, two weeks? Yeah. Right. It is <laughs> cap um, three weeks I think. Is it three weeks? I think so. I hope so. I hope I have more time. Um,
1: it is captivating, it is exhilarating, it gets your heart rate pumping. Um, and it gets you to cry for an hour and a half. Yes, I cried pretty <laughs> much the entire movie. I had a very like sensitive week. Um, I'm, I'm not on my period or anything. I just
0: <laughs> I was just really sensitive this week. Maybe Mercury's so, in retrograde or something. Yes, or the moon I think it was like ending soon. I think it was
1: just in retrograde, which people say that it's not true when things happen during that time or whatever. But we can get into that in another episode. Yeah, we'll shelf. Um, that. Yeah, we'll shelf that one. But yeah, so I went to go see the room last night a friend and it is the most beautiful story. Um, The kid who the actor who plays the child in the movie was phenomenal, like so good. I think that we are going to see amazing things from him. And since we talked about Leo last time and him never winning an Oscar, um, I just want to say that this kid is not nominated for best actor in a role or a leading role, but if he was, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad about him beating Leo because that's how good he was. Um, I think the, the the girl who played the mom in the leading role is Brie Larson, or Lawson. Um, she was phenomenal as well. Basically, the movie is just about an undying love between a mother and her child, and the child's undying love for his ma. Um, that's what he calls her in the movie. And the world that they live in for the five years that he's been alive. Um, and then they es- he escapes ultimately into this other world. Um, and then comes back and tries to save his mom. And then it's all about um, him discovering this new world that he's in. And then being very vague about it because it's important for you not to know too much about what's going on before you go and see the movie if you're going to see it um, or read about it, whatever. So it's, it was just, it was just captivating. Like I haven't really, I was on the edge of my seat. My heart was pumping and I was like squeezing the armrest. Like I was really Aww. into it. Yeah. I was really into it. And I have Jacob had, Tremblay. That's yes. His, Jacob Tremblay. Mean. Yes.
0: He was so good. He, Child actors, so good, do something to me. I mean, even more than because it, it's shocking
1: that you could be so young and have such a developed sense of
0: creativity. And you like, know, it's it, in a way it's shocking, but in a way it makes so much sense because as a kid, your imagination, your imagination. is so much yeah. greater than. As but then adult, you think
1: about the actual logistics and like um, memorizing your stuff of acting. And, yeah, it's And to hard. be able to do that, that young, like it's difficult for an adult to do it's
0: it. Very hard. I mean, I, I, I acting is one of my passions, and I, I take acting classes, and um, it's you know one of the things that I would like to pursue in my in my life. But it's extremely hard. Yeah. And for a child to be able to tap into emotions without having life experiences to kind of retract to because that's what you use a lot. So in in acting classes they teach you how to, you know, tap into different emotions that will help you you know, relay that type of story or, or bring a character to life, but for a kid to do it yeah, in dramatic roles like that? Comedy in real life, thing. the kid, Jacob, is nine
1: years old. In the movie, which he was he probably eight a when yeah. they, you know, filmed it or whatever. Um, but in the movie, he's five years old, and the emotions that that kid pushes across the screen it like, literally grabs onto you and, like, rips your heart out. Like, it is just... I wish I had more words to describe how great he is and how great the movie is, but I haven't had a movie captivate me like that in a long time. And and when a, a film can do that, um, you know, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the people that are in it and the people that made it, and just the story that they're telling.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, so he escapes the world that he that he that lives he in has lived in for the five years of his life,
0: and now and discovers this- a new world. And- can you talk about what that I can't. I really can't. No?
1: <laughs> I can't. I mean, I can. Um, I can say... How can I say this? So the movie itself talks about the mom and the child in that relationship, but there's also subliminal um, messages. I felt like, while I was watching it, that... Um, kind of bring into play today's world and today's society and there's a lot of voiceover of the child and talking about and describing the things that he's experiencing now that he's in this new world and it really just like connected with me in terms of the world that we live in today because they talk about um, how everybody's so busy nobody's living in 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 their moments nobody's really Present in the now. In the now. now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In the things that they're doing on an everyday basis. And it's not so much technology, although that does play a huge, a a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But just you're wrapped up in work, you're wrapped up in um, your own social life you're wrapped up in this or you're wrapped up in the gym or you're wrapped up in this whatever it is that it, that you're wrapped up in it's just really all about being present in each moment that you're in and um, I think I mentioned this in the first episode but I have a book about meditation and about it teaching you how to be not only about meditation but it teaching you how to be present. Even when you're washing the dishes. No, you didn't mention that. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Your
0: book was about I sexuality. know that's what my
1: book was, but I felt like in another... Maybe I just had this conversation with somebody else. But I have this book about meditation. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. Sorry. <laughs> but I'll tweet it on Friday. When we post this, um, but it's Advent Trish, yeah, Advent Trish on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. But, um, you can, yeah, it's just about being present in everything that you do, not only meditation, obviously, and going deep into that level, but, um, it's also just being present when you're just washing the dishes and being okay with just washing the dishes and going through that process and putting them away or cleaning your room or whatever it is. Just not rushing through processes yeah, in just life. Just being there and, and That's taking. That's
0: something I need to work on. Yeah.
1: Everybody, I have to work on it. Everybody does. It's just, you know, being aware of what you're doing and, and why you're doing it and being happy that you're doing that at that time. Right. So, overall. The movie was great. The Room, go watch it. I'm sure it'll be out until the Oscars, you know, premieres on TV because they're showing all the Oscar-nominated movies, but that one's definitely, I was really into The Revenant last week, but that was, this is a contender for sure, so we'll see what
0: happens. So I have to see these two movies. Yes. I'm just going to probably just go by myself, which I don't mind at all. I love going to movies by myself, but yeah. Hopefully, I can fit that in so that I can know what the hell you're talking about.
1: <laughs> I know. I, like, want to tell everybody everything
0: that happens, but I can't because... Especially with this
1: one. Yeah, especially with this one. Like, you ha- you just have to see it.
0: I just don't even... It's so... I don't know. Well, one of my New Year's resolutions, which I haven't been doing really well with, is to have better time management. Yeah. Which I'm really bad at. <laughs> yep. Um, and I... I keep repeating this to myself, actually, every day. You got to pull, like, post-its or something. No, I thought about that,
1: putting post-its yeah, in my room. a lot of people do. Jane. Oh, is that her name? Be Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Oh, oh my
0: God. That's a great... I haven't watched that in a while, actually. I, know. I haven't watched it in a season. But, um, but anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I keep... I don't even know if I made this quote up. I should probably look it up. It's probably an actually a, an existing quote, but if it's not, it's a really great quote. You're a genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> Probably not, but what is it? (laughs) Time is only your enemy if you allow it to be. And I keep telling myself that because I feel as though I'm always late to everything. You are. And being late is actually putting a dent in my pocket. Yeah. Because I run late. I can't take the subway. Now I have to take a cab mm-hmm. or or an Uber or, you know, whatever the case may be. Or then I end up putting things off to tomorrow and then I end up not doing them. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's annoying. And I know it's a problem and I know I have to work on it. And it's, I'm sure, you know, everyone does this where you are aware of an issue and you are aware of what you need to do to change it. Right. But for whatever reason, you don't. And that's what I've been going through. And, yes, I'm just trying to be better with time so that I can do more of the things that I keep telling myself I want to do. Like mm-hmm. watch certain shows or go to the movies and, yeah, there's so many shows that I just haven't been keeping up with. No, yeah, and it's it's so dumb because it's really, I don't even know where the time's going. I just waste time. Yeah. Speaking of TV, actually, did you know that today is the 90 year anniversary of the television? No. Yeah, I went on Google. So I went on Google today, and the Google Doodle thing—that's um, what it said. The TV was invented by a, a Scottish man named John Logie Baird. I think that's how you pronounce it, but that's wild. Like yeah. it's been 90, 90 years. years almost a century since TV has been present in, well, maybe not every household. I mean, that's when it first, you know, was invented, but it was probably a household thing at least 10 years after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just had this crazy thought where my, uh, my grandfather who's passed now, he died at 92, 91, 92. So he would have been alive at least one year before the T V was even created. That's which wild. obviously at one year old he wouldn't have known anyway that it was like what, what he if, was know, missing was what
0: he was missing, but But I he's mean, been able to see it as it's progressed over yeah. time. So I mean he color, just color, yeah. That's
1: really wild. I just had a really wild moment in my brain. It's
0: amazing <laughs> It's really amazing. I mean when you think about how people used to have to deal with entertainment just radio you know even what we're doing now it's yeah people i was can't just see see thinking faces. That. Mm-hmm. they just hear our voices history always repeats itself though now we're going back to podcasts and like
1: radio shows and things like right. that and like TV's kind of becoming obsolete totally we don't even need television anymore yeah i mean i we- mean we need movies and like pictures and stuff but in terms of like the television and like live tv and um Shows and stuff like that, like, you you just... I don't know how I want to phrase this. Like, you don't need cable.
0: No, yeah, cable TV <laughs> is actually becoming obsolete. I mean, with Netflix and the live streaming and all of that. Well, wait, did movies come before TV?
1: Yes, right? Like, you could go to the picture. That's what they used to call it back in the day. And watch picture shows. But there was no personal TVs in your house,
0: right? Yeah, I believe so. I believe you could go... I don't know. That's actually a good question. That would be. If anyone knows the answer, tweet us. I mean, we could just Just Gmail us. We can too,
1: but I like the user interaction.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) Audience interaction. (laughs) It's wonderful, but it's true. I mean, and which it makes sense because when you think about it, why would you spend so much money to get all of these channels, which you don't even watch half of them? And now, it's basically, you're going to be getting TV a la carte. You'll be able to choose what you want to see. What you want to see. And I love
1: that. I do, too. Um, I recently, I mean, I live at home with my mom at the moment, and we had her sister and her husband living with us for a time which was great, but now they're gone. Then my dad's brother was there. Now he's gone. Um, so our house has been a little bit of, like, a rotating door for a little bit. And now it's just me and my mom again, and we, I was just having a conversation with my dad how I kind of just want to take the cable off, like, turn the cable off. Yeah, We don't need, like, I, if I do sit down and watch TV, I'm either watching a movie that's on demand or I'm watching a show that I put on TiVo. And if that's the case, then I can just get a Fire Stick or Roku or Apple TV mm-hmm. or whatever one of these streaming devices and watch all my shows whenever I want to watch them. Because mm-hmm. it's not often that I'm sitting down and watching live television, like as a show premieres or watching the news. I mean, I never watch. the. News. I don't watch the news.
0: <laughs> I wonder <laughs> what that will actually do to for the news. You know, if people have the choice to well, not I have it you know if you if you choose your your different shows or whatever well the i case think may be. well cnn and like bbc and all those they have apps or streaming devices that go oh, on these oh they're still things. going to yeah. stream but if you have the option to choose what you're watching for me i would i would never choose to have to pay for the news no is i i don't know if that i would not because crazy, if you but... really
1: think about it the news has become so saturated with um pop culture and today's society and when you see things like the Kardashians are news, like <laughs> primetime news or um, some other celebrity or something else in pop culture. And if that, it's not
0: that, it's just negative.
1: Yeah, that's like cool and like grabs people's attention. Like now the news is using that in order to g- gain ratings and viewers and viewership and things like that. But if you really think about it, if there's something huge... That happens, like nine eleven, right? Or Michael Jackson dying, or because that's still pop culture, but that's like a big event in in our world. Or even like, the Flint
0: water, the
1: Flint water stuff, anything like that that's huge. Your, um, not local channels, but like your prime time TV stuff will interrupt. A show or whatever, in order or a commercial break, in order to give you you that news, and then at that point, then you can log online or go here or go there to find the news that you want to find. So if it's big enough and it's important enough and it's like a big deal, you can find it and it will. It will. Or you just go onto your Twitter feed and or you onto your Instagram.
0: I mean, really, that's where I get my news. Yeah. So you don't have to watch the (laughs) five o'clock news,
1: the eleven o'clock news, the eight a.m. news. Like you don't have to watch all that stuff. And frankly, it's just it's just not. A good feeling to watch the news. It's a
0: horrible feeling. Feeling. I just ignorance is bliss. I don't really. I don't care. I mean, I know maybe I should be more aware of of you know current events and stuff. But I feel like for the most part, I know what's going on, and for the most part, the negative stuff that is being publicize is just oh, they just overly make it negative. Yeah. You know, they just make it's it, there's no gray areas. It's black or white. It's Definitely. either they give you a really great story, which is almost never, <laughs> or they just give you really negative media all the time. Yeah. And everyone's perception of the outside world is if it's if you're getting it through the news, which I think our generation is better at it. I think we're more aware because we obviously are able to connect with people all over the world and really understand mm-hmm. what's going on in other cultures, which is nice. And traveling does that, too, where you can learn firsthand what's really going on in other places of the world. But yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, 90 years of television. Shout it's out to TV. nuts. It's gotten us this far it's don't turn on us now <laughs> well it's, it's leaving us yeah you know what i was thinking about too is like blockbuster Yeah, Block- blockbuster
1: was a shit i used to was. get really excited like my dad used to take me and my sister to blockbuster and like we would get the movies we'd get the snacks like you'd yeah. walk through the aisles pick out what you want to see like it was more of an event like it was a bigger deal now you just like oh netflix and chill like <laughs> and then what does that turn into? Like, <laughs> we all know what that turns into. We all know what It's that taken turns on a into. whole life of its own, Netflix and chillin'. Like,
0: it's just... But it's wild that, like, it happened so quickly. You know, just from being a kid, going to Blockbuster, picking up a movie, having to return it, mm-hmm. and now... Be kind, rewind. Yeah, be kind, rewind. And now...
1: That's it. It's just there. It's just there. You could sit on your couch... Turn the TV on and your control can find you anything. Anything you want to see. Well, maybe not anything that's like in the movies today, but for the most part, pretty much anything
0: you want to see. It's crazy. You can find it. So. It's crazy. I've... So, Beasts of No Nation, it's on Netflix. It's a really amazing movie. It's with Idris Elba. And still um, have to see that. You have to see it. I can't believe I haven't yet. I love him so much, so of course that's why I jumped on it so quickly. But um, God, ugh. a chocolate man with a British accent, yes, please, <laughs> all day, every day, anytime. Okay, 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 so tell us about the movie. So, <laughs> so um, it's basically about a a a village, a community in Africa, and how the government um is 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 corrupt and um idris play, plays the role of a a leader of a group that is now trying to act against the government rebel against the government and he kind of brainwashes. he takes in a lot of kids who have lost their parents because the the government separated the the boys from their their moms or whatever and all this stuff so it basically what's going on in the war today exactly (laughs) basically what's going on in africa yeah um but the opening scene is really cute so the the little boys are are traveling through the the village and they have a what they call is the imagination tv so it's the outer shell of the t of a television um without the glass and what they do is they hold it up and they go behind it and they just start acting out different things it's a uh, freaking adorable and That's their so mission cute. they're on this mission to try to sell the imagination tv and they actually end up selling it to to someone on their little journey um but i don't know i love that scene so much because i just thought about kids and even just my childhood and how much we use our imagination and like me and, me and my sister and brothers me and my sister and brother geez i just gave myself extra <laughs> siblings um We played a lot together as kids. We didn't really watch that much TV. Our parents were really strict about how much TV we, we were allowed to watch. And we really didn't even care. I mean, we played outside a lot. And our imaginations were just insane. Like, we used to go on these little adventures and we'd go into my closet and it was like narnia you know would go into the closet and then i'd be like okay we're gonna go to this land or like alaska or whatever and then we'd spin around and then we'd open up the closet door and we'd and be in alaska, alaska. and mm-hmm. it was just so much fun and we used to just play these games and it was adorable to just see that scene in the movie and just yeah. how they turned this little box how they one were able to sell it obviously it's <laughs> nonfiction, but um um fiction it is fiction. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's fiction. But, um, but yeah, was- like we mentioned in episode
1: one, like, we're the last of a dying breed. We're the last group of kids growing up that, that did that, that played outside. And
0: I mean, I'm sure I know
1: kids still do. Kids
0: still play outside. <sighs> I mean, really? they have they have their iPads and they have their video games and they have all those things, which we had video games and we had TV and all that when we were younger. I, I don't think that kids don't use their imagination, but I just I feel like it affects, affects kids, but it
1: affects adults, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, we're the ones that are giving them these things. Like, yeah. you know, when you have a kid or you're babysitting somebody's kid or something, what do you what's the first thing you think of doing? Oh, here, watch this show. Right. You know, and I'm not blaming anybody no, or it doesn't saying make it's you wrong or anything or, whatever, or you're but... a bad person for that. I'm just saying in general like that's that's what we've grown into which has been a a great thing. I think it's done, I honestly think it's done more good than bad in our generation. Of course. Um, But then there are the bad things and now it's getting to a point where it's it's getting too good and now we're passing it on to the younger generations and if you have kids at this point in your life or, you know, whatever. um, But it's just much easier to plop them in front of the television or give them their favorite show or let them play these games on these iPads and stuff. But... Once you do that, you're opening a whole nother world to them because the moment that you turn around and they click the wrong button or they click this or they click oh that, gosh, yeah. they 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 fall down the rabbit hole into something else, you know. And that's not necessarily that something bad. I'm not saying they fall into like porn or like what you know whatever. But, they can. but you I just was, wa-
0: yeah, I mean that. <laughs> Dude, I was no, but really though, I mean all all you have to click on the website is yes I'm 18 or yes I'm this. Yeah, age. Like, and that's you could all see anything. I was watching it. at... 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure some kids were doing it younger, but... I don't know how old I was my
1: first experience. I was probably around the same age, like 10, 12. Yeah. 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 Anyways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get into that. Um. (laughs) You have to, like, delete your search. Yeah, we had to start getting smarter and deleting our, like, search history and... (laughs) It's so oh funny. Oh, my God. so crazy. But, yeah. But it was cute. And it was just, you know, just going back to technology. And it really, there's a two-way street to everything. There's positive and there's negative. Of course. whatever you – however you allow it to affect you. I think that having access to it is amazing. But I think that it does cause for over um, – being over overly stimulated. And then you rely so much on what's in front of you. And then you don't use your own mind as much, you know, It'd be yeah. Whichever way, maybe creatively or all of that. But... um The digital world we live in. Yeah, man.
1: Which I guess brings me into... Another article I read this week from uh-huh. Nicole Becci. XO Nicole. Hey. <laughs> Damn, that girl she's can we so be good. Seriously. <laughs> she's always got the topics, you know, and it's stuff that like we've talked about in the past, but then it like brings it up It's just like, oh, this would be a good topic on the No Filter podcast. Um, but basically just talking just the general conversation about online dating. And um, I was in a group chat earlier this week about with with. Two friends and somebody was saying how, you know, they were supposed to have a date and then it didn't work out and they were just going to give up on live just being, you know, dramatic female like we all can be at some point or another. And I was like, well, why don't you just try Tinder? Like, it'll be fun. Just meet some new people, make a profile, swipe right, swipe left, like just see what happens. And... She was saying things like, "No, that's just an app, to like to have sex and hook up with people." And I was like, "Well, I think it could be what you make it." And I've used Tinder before; didn't work out, but I tried. <laughs> try
0: everything once, you know. It didn't work out for me, Although but I probably won't try it.
1: Yeah, I did go on a couple good dates, but when it got further, you know, when things were escalating, it just it, we weren't compatible. That's all we need to
0: say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it also depends on which dating site you use, too. I think in yeah. general, overall, Tinder is m- most of the users on it are, are looking, looking for a good time. Are, yes. But that's what the
1: article was about on Exo and Cole, <laughs> where it was like this woman was talking about how people constantly are putting down online dating. But she met her husband on Tinder. And how long were they married for, though? They, they're still married now. They've been married. I I believe the article said um, they're a year into their marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, so who knows what could yeah, happen? Who knows? But it's I'm just saying. Say, yeah, they felt that deeply and so sure about each other and themselves and the whole process that they went ahead
0: and made that shit official. I think, he, and he put a ring on it. Yeah, you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with online dating. I it's don't not, think so either. It's not really for me, just because my personality, I. I'm all about actual initial like I don't know vibes with people. So of for course. me, the chemistry right off the bat, like meeting you, I don't know. And I, and I work in a social setting, so I think it's just easier for me to meet people anyway. But right. I think depending on your location or what you do for a living or whatever your 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 lifestyle, it's it is hard to meet people. And it is in you know our 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 world that we live in now. But um. I think it can definitely be beneficial because you get all of the crap out of the way. You know, you can narrow down. Narrow you know down, that. yeah. This person likes the same. I think that's why it mostly me.
1: works for like older people.
0: Yeah, or more. I think younger generations like it's thirty more for a and good up. time. And I think yeah, when thirty more- and up.
1: I would I would I would say give or take. Obviously, there's exceptions to everything, but I think 30 and up is really when you're when you meet someone and you're just like no, yes, no, or when you have kids. Because when you have kids, like you pretty much know what you're looking for in yeah. in a mother figure or a father figure, both ways. You yeah. know. Because you now have this other person that you're looking out for and you got to think about and like what their needs are. And so when you're looking for a a significant other or a spouse, you're not only thinking about your needs, you have to think about like your child's needs. And Mm -hmm. so that can sometimes be easier when narrowing it down. That's when online dating comes into play. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't know if I would try it again at this point. Maybe I would, but who knows?
0: Later down the line, why not what give it a whirl? Gives you, yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not against it. I would never say never. I definitely haven't tried it as of yet. Um, I don't know if I would. I don't know. I guess I haven't. <laughs> th- I I don't know. I, haven't I, just, I just haven't had to. You, but I guess it's the same thing as people sliding into your DMs. Yeah. You know, like your Instagram is pretty much your online profile. It's just, Tinder, just Tinder or whatever space you're in, grinder.
1: Well, plenty of fish, whatever they're called. Just makes it easier because those are already established platforms to find someone. Right, where it's like people get offended if you slide in someone's DM on Twitter, or Instagram, or like send them a snap, because it's 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 not an established platform for dating. Right, I didn't give you the okay. Someone. Yeah. Right, but if I'm on Tinder, like I'm clearly giving the okay that you can approach
0: me. Correct. Or whatever it is. Yeah, so you already break down that barrier, which is... It, it, it helps. Is hard. Dating is hard. And especially, you it know... It breaks the ice. I do give guys a lot of credit. I totally feel for you. Usually, it's the guys that are approaching women. And when yeah. you're out and you go up to a girl or whatever, you're always dealing with that possibility of rejection. Yeah. And you could still deal with that with online dating, with the, the Tinder stuff, I'm sure. But, like... Not as not as heavily. Yeah, you know? I mean, guys definitely have it worse,
1: especially in a face to face situation. But I think for girls, it also takes a lot for them to approach a guy because then a, there are a lot of guys, especially in today's worlds, that are like, "Oh, she wants me," da da da, and feel like it gives them a path to act a certain way because the girl approached them and right. she clearly wants them. As opposed, you know, as opposed to just like, oh, this girl like hit me up, whatever, and like maybe you're interested too. But I think that guys get such a huge head when a female approaches them.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the guy. Maybe because it's not, I don't know. It doesn't maybe happen as often. Maybe it doesn't happen as often. So it's like the My must be popping. I will <laughs> pursue a guy if I if I'm in him. I've, I've done it before. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever made like the first move. But I've definitely made it apparent that I'm interested. Right. In a subtle way, I think. Maybe not so subtle. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, no. I've definitely <laughs> been not so subtle at least once in my life. Give me but... that deep.
0: <laughs> <'Sup>, boo? <laughs> Netflix and show? Um, yeah, I've done it not so subtly. I mean, I've said it in. A certain way. (laughs) But um, whatever, you get to the point, you know what I mean? Like if you're into the person, you're into the person.
1: And what yeah. I I guess basically the takeaway is just guy or girl, just go for it, man. Just go for it. But
0: you have to also be realistic. Of course. (laughs) Because, okay, not to sound like a bitch. Sometimes (laughs) And actually, what I, I I'm always flattered. One, I'm never I'm not like the snobby bitch that's like, why are you fucking talking to me? But there yeah. are some guys that I just give them so much credit because I don't the confidence level that they must possess yeah. to have come up to me. We we talked about this last week in about the, the club thing, place, right? What well,
1: like we, like guys could, oh no that was a different no topic. I don't even
0: we we talked about it by ourselves but I don't think we talked about it on the podcast but right yeah, no yeah I meant between us yeah, yeah yeah we could talk about that even just how we were just saying about the platforms for online dating mm-hmm. how we were we were Patty and I were talking last week about so you know I was out in the club and I was with my girls and you know we're 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 dancing we're just it's just us we're just together and When I go out, I I I tend to go out with my girls and we love to have girls' nights and we're just there to have a good time with each other. I understand going out to a club and everyone's there and everyone's there to have a good time. Right. It it gives some people the idea that, okay, we're all here for the same thing, but really we're not. You know? You don't know if I'm here with my man. You don't know if I'm if I've my husband's around the corner or in the bathroom. Or, and I just think that even though everyone's in a nightclub, it's yes, it's you can approach someone, but not Social physically. Setting. Yeah. Like I don't understand guys who just come up behind you and start grinding on you. Oh my okay god! To just <laughs> to just start grinding on you because that you're there the dancing. That is the worst ever. No, no, I don't want to dance with you. Get your penis off my ass. But you know that why they do it, because there's girls in the world who have said it's okay. Or allowed it. Uh, allowed it. That's fu- Yes, that's exactly why they do it. And I had this conversation with a guy friend because we were talking about, you know, not double standards, but just why men... I was just trying to understand things from a man's perspective, which like, could you imagine going up a dude and just like popping it in front of him? (laughs) I mean, they would most likely be okay with it, but they probably. But
1: but... what if their wife was right there? That girl, like that bitch would pop on you in two seconds. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, just have a conversation.
0: I would never. I respect the guys that come up to me and ask me, hey, do you want to dance? No, I don't. Although one came up to me and was like, do you want to dance? I was like, no, thank you. He was like, but you look like you can dance. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I can dance. And he's like, so let's dance. I was like, "But I don't want to dance with you. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> Just because I look like I can dance or I look like I want to dance doesn't mean I want to dance with you. <laughs> Jeez, guys got such liquid courage. It's hysterical. But, um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's, there's, uh, I don't know. It's such a hard. It is a hard.
1: There's double standards. There's double standards in the world. Unfortunately, that's the way we were raised. And then my that's boy the we was were... like,
0: "But if he was cute, you would have." You would. I don't know
1: though, because there's been so many times when we've gone out, like that we haven't even spoken to to guys, and we just have a good time, just us girls. Like we don't even, I don't know,
0: all the time. Yeah, all the time. So I don't really. I know don't that. Go, I don't actually go out with no. the intention of trying to find anyone. No. At all. No, never. I'm not against it if it happens. Right. But when I'm out with my girls, like I'm out with my girls. Right. And I don't. And maybe guys, maybe not. Maybe some guys are not used to seeing a group of girls just out. I've having noticed good time more guys doing that though their own recently. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're just not used to that. I, I have no idea. Guys, let us know. What's I need to hear <laughs> more from the male perspective yeah. about y- y- just how you guys. We need some testosterone input. How you? How you think? I mean, I I understand a male's brain though. Yeah, I I really do. I do to a certain I think extent. Like a guy yeah, seventy percent of the time. Yeah, I really do. I feel as
1: though I may not be seventy percent, but I definitely I can I can think like a man too.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> two like T O O or two yep. numbers. Like a two play the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so hilarious. Thanks. <laughs> no, but I do understand a male's brain. I just don't understand. Sometimes. Sometimes y'all be doing some wild shit. <laughs> and I just do <laughs> Half of me thinks that they're very simple. Beings, and then the other half of me thinks they're actually way more complex that than anyone Seriously. can give them credit to. Because it
1: goes. I the think they're ways. simple, but sometimes they're so simple they're like that. That simp- it makes it even that harder. definition of simple that like where simple means that you're mentally incompat- like not there. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that simple <laughs> because they're not processing correctly. <laughs> Not trying to bash dudes, because there are, you. there's a lot of you good ones and a lot of you smart ones with some heads on your shoulders. But sometimes you guys just have moments where it's like, mm, did you not think this through? Like, did you think it was okay? Did you think lying
0: and withholding information was the same thing? Oh my <laughs> How God, we cannot get into that. We cannot get into that. We can't get into that. Okay. Yeah, I will just say that lying and withholding information is the same thing. The same thing, We'll just glutes. leave that there for you all to marinate on. We're
1: just going to set that down. You go ahead and pick it up if you feel like it applies right. to
0: you. Right. Lying and withholding information. Same, same thing.
1: thing. Okay. Moving on.
0: <laughs> What's next? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so.
1: Oh, that's not our page.
0: <laughs> let's, uh. I guess let's just talk a little bit more about your week. I mean, you did tell me a little bit when you got here. Why don't we just talk about it? Okay. We can talk about it.
1: So when I got to uh, Rowan's house. So we're at my place now in Connecticut. Oh, yeah, in we changed locations. We're at Rowan's crib in CT. t In up? my
0: bedroom in Connecticut. Very purple. You have now been allowed <laughs> into two of my bedrooms, y'all. Oh, my God. But- <laughs> I'm going to need someone to buy me a house for the third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Um, so, yeah, so I got here. Um, we were just chilling, whatever. And we were talking, you know, kind of going over this episode. And I was just expressing to Rowan and her sister that I had a very sensitive week. And uh, maybe that's why I was crying for an hour and a half in the movie The Room. But maybe it's just really that good.
0: Well, other than that, I have you with your emotions. <laughs> I have lately. been. So
1: basically back backstory, real quick. Um I've always been very shut off emotionally and it's always um bothered people around me. Um but I'm I'm coming into age and coming into realizing, you know, a lot of things. Just coming you know, into myself and just realizing a lot of stuff about myself and, and trying to get more in tune with my emotions and trying to express myself more. And sometimes it's like overload <laughs> Because I've been trying to do it so much that like I'm just trying and trying and trying. And then I have like a breakthrough moment and then it's like a week or two weeks of just like such emotional stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a work in progress, just like our podcast. But um, so, yeah, I got here and I was just saying that I had a very sensitive week. Um, not so much really emotional, but I just felt very sensitive and really touched by a lot of things. And basically most of it stemmed from cancer. And just talking about it and being surrounded by it. Um, And basically, it all started with David Bowie passing away of cancer a couple weeks ago. And I remember... When I found out that he passed away, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of his. I haven't followed his career or anything like that. But I knew that he was definitely um, a major part of music and pop culture and things like that. And I remember when I first heard the news and all the Facebook posts and Twitter posts and everything on social media. And I remember thinking everything happens in threes. Like that saying that people have like deaths happen in threes or like Mm -hmm. bad stuff happens in threes. And I had that thought and I was like, God, I hope nothing terrible comes of this or like anyone that actually affects me on a daily basis. And so that happened. Then there was a coach um, from I don't know if it was the NFL or the NBA that he was diagnosed with cancer. Um, or it came out that he had cancer, and um, so that was on, like, the, the worldly level, and then in my own personal life, um, I have a co-worker who came to me around the same time that David Bowie died and uh, told me that she had just been diagnosed with thyroid cancer, um, but they, they were really positive about it, long story short, and she had to do this new treatment, which is Uh, radiation injections. You do it at home by yourself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, I mean, it's supposed to be a lot better than chemo and actual radiation and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that happened, and then... Um, uh, my cousin was telling me about somebody that she knew that was really young, I think maybe 19 or 20. Um, and she had just been diagnosed with cancer. And we were just talking about her situation and all that stuff. And then a week later, um, We were out last week to dinner and uh, uh, somebody that we know was asking me questions about how I got diagnosed and my symptoms and all that stuff because she just hadn't been feeling well um, and she was sure it was nothing, but she was telling me her symptoms and not for nothing. I'm sure everything's going to be okay, but I just felt like it sounded a lot like a story that I heard before from somebody else. And so I was just encouraging her to go to the doctor and get checked and all of that. Um and then the next day, the girl from work calls me and she's telling me that the cancer had spread and now it's in her lungs. Mm. And you know, everything and the emotional stuff that goes on with that. And then um, m- my cousin texts me again and is telling me about this girl and she wanted my number to talk to me and all this stuff. So I just felt like all around every day, it yeah. was just like cancer, 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 cancer. Yeah. And um, only in the last couple of years have I been open to talking to people about it. Not only my story, but having people just come and, and tell me about, you know, what's going on with them and just have being an outlet for people that are going through it to talk to mm-hmm. um, because I just always felt like like I didn't really go through anything. It wasn't a big deal. It was really fast and it was really quick and it really sucked, but I got through it and I was fine and I'm moving on now. Um, But I've, I've kind of done my own personal therapy and tried to understand exactly what I went through and processing all that. So it's been seven years and I'm only now really processing what I went through and what, you know, coming to terms with everything. And I feel like now people are coming to, to me not so much for help because I can't I can't do a lot for anybody. Yes, but you can do but see, you don't just give yourself enough
0: credit because I think just having someone to talk to who's been through it. Yeah. is enough. Yeah. You know? Like I, you, I do, you can't I'm starting physically to understand that. Them, yeah. Um I think I shared this quote with you and it was something about Sharing your story and how your your story can be the key that can unlock someone else's prison. Yeah, you know, and whatever story that is, and I think that it's very important if so, if you've been through something that other people are going through. Um, whenever you're ready to, obviously, yeah. to to share it because we always downplay everything that we've been through. Everyone That's downplays true. what they've been through because your quote that you mentioned about
1: Right. And I, uh, yeah. So I was saying that, um, actually Rowan's cousin, when I got diagnosed, I reached out to her at the time. She had been through it as well. And, um, I just asked her, you know, for some feedback. Just I was just starting the process. I just found out, and I reached out to her, and, and you know, I was like, I, you know, I know that you went through it, so just if you just have any
0: advice, we're going, or anything, through you guys yeah. were going through it, yeah, going through at The same time yeah. she was diagnosed maybe four months before you yeah. or something.
1: And um, she wrote back to me. Um, she had really nice words to say and stuff. But one thing that stuck out was a quote that she gave me, and and, and it's along the lines of, you know, I used to be sad because I had no shoes. And And then I met a man that had no feet Mm -hmm. and that has stuck with me for the last seven years since the day she said that to me. And that's why I feel the way that I do about the fact that it wasn't that big of a deal because there's always somebody out there that has it worse. Mm -hmm. And in this week alone, besides the last seven years, I've I've come across people that just have it so much worse. And so you just have to take every day as it comes and find the positive positive in every single day and know that. Unfortunately for them But fortunately for you There's somebody out there Who has it worse than you do And so you should be grateful For what you have um, And so That's just where my brain Has been all week And what I've been coming off And what I've been trying To live by every day And just, you know Really focus in on the fact That my life is good You know, my health is good I'm happy I'm moving into A really good space in my life And, you if if I don't know where it's going to lead, but I'm I'm happy that there's people out there going through the same thing that feel like they can come to me and that I, I can help them. Whether I actually think I'm helping them or not, they think I'm helping them and they feel like I'm helping them. But so you it are. Feels good. Yeah,
0: you are. Yeah. And that's what you have to realize. It's like they're coming to you for a reason because they mm-hmm. just emotional and I'm sure y- you, going through it emotional support probably for you is one of yeah, the biggest
1: definitely things, oh it's you know so you mental. it is so it's it takes a toll on you physically in your body but everything that you go through with cancer and I'm sure any other type of disease where you you know physically um, are incapacitated at times. You, it's it's mental. It's in your head. Like if you can get your head on the street and you can get your brain through it and your mind through it and your spirit through it, mm-hmm. your body can get through it. Yeah. It's mind over matter. And that was in the movie The Room. Oh my
0: God. And that's the Power <laughs> of Now. The book, The Power of Now, by Eckhart Tolle. Look up, y'all. Are you getting cut for every time you mention? That? I hope so. <laughs> you should. I really should get to check at this point
1: because seriously wow yeah no that just came full circle in my entire brain right now um yeah mind over matter so and i'm always a lot better at answering people's questions than i am of just telling my story right so if there's anybody out there who is going through anything like that you can email us at no filter at gmail.com
0: k-n-o-w And yeah, and also actually, um, oh yes, we're working on a project. (laughs) Yeah, so my, one of my really amazing friends, uh, dear to my heart, Eli, um, he, we love you, (laughs) love you so much. Um, He began a nonprofit, which is called Music Beats Hearts, and they um, create pre-programmed playlists on ipads that they distribute to different hospitals to kids who are battling cancer and and other diseases and we actually worked with him for patty's seven-year cancer cancer anniversary this year Mm -hmm. um and through for charity yeah a pop-up for charity and raised nearly three thousand dollars for the kitties and hopefully we'll be able to get them to come here to danbury for the kids here but he approached me a few months ago about a project that he wanted to work on. um, And he wanted to create a calendar for female cancer survivors to show the beauty and strength of a survivor. Um, And I jumped at this. I, you know, told him that I was really interested in being part of the project as the creative director and just working on the concept. And we've come up with an amazing concept for it. Um, so and good. it's really good <laughs> Can't share with you, but it's really good. Yeah. But, um, it's going <laughs> to be amazing. And uh, since then it's developed, we're not no longer doing a calendar. I think we're considering a coffee table book and it's just going to be a really amazing project. And I really, you know, Patty's one of my best friends and my can and my cousin, who's like a sister to me, both had cancer. And those are two people very close to me who, who've gone through it. And, um, and, and these are girls who are under 30. So really for this project, we really want to show women um, in the ages between 18 and, and 35 to show that cancer does not discriminate. It does Hell not no. pick an age. It does not pick a background. It does not pick a size. It does not pick a gender. It does not pick social the sexual orientation does not pick a um, class or financial status or anything. Um, it can hit anyone at any time. And I think that people, a lot of times we focus on little kids who've gone through it mm-hmm. and we focus or older, on women. really older um, people who've gone through it. Um, we don't really see too much or hear too much stories i mean obviously now we do with social media and people sharing their stories but i don't think in the overall large media is it's not highlighted as much as you know these just younger people and for our project females that are going through cancer and the different kinds of cancers that females face i think breast cancer is is Highlighted so much, and there's just so many other. We have an entire
1: month, and this is not to knock anybody.
0: Not at all. Breast
1: cancer at all. We want breast cancer candidates also for our project. Like we want everybody, but. Um, unfortunately, because there's so much um, research and money being donated to breast cancer in October and the pink and all that stuff, um, unfortunately for mainstream um, population, they don't hear as much about the smaller types of cancer, like lymphomas, like um, certain type of leukemias, thyroid, um, like, thyroid, like um, colon cancer, colon, ovarian, you know, all these things that affect every Everybody of every kind of age. And um, I can definitely tell you that it is kind of rare, even in today's age, for anyone in, let's just say, and I'm guessing here, this isn't an actual statistic, 15 to 25 to get diagnosed with cancer. Like, that is not normal, Um So it really, we just want to bring awareness to all of that, to all the small cancers that people don't see or talk about or don't get funded enough. Um, And also just bring everybody together and, you know, make something beautiful and make something, you know, timeless and lasting.
0: Um, Yeah, which this concept totally is. I really hope that I'm able to bring it to life the way I'm, I'm envisioning it in, yeah. my, in my head. I think we will. I, I think so, for sure. And Patty's going to be in it. Hey, um So I'm actually looking <laughs> for women in the New York City area. We're looking for L.A. based and New York City based. I have another girl working on the girls in L.A. Um, and that that could be part of this project so if you're interested if you know anyone that might be interested who has battled cancer of any sort um, between the ages of 18 and 35 please email me at rawan r-a-w-a-n at com. that's t-h-e-r-e-f-o-r-m-c-o.com and it's just going to be a really awesome project and hopefully we'll bring some awareness to these many causes yeah and raise some money for charity yes that's what it's all about it's all going to charity yeah the, the whole, money's all going to charity all the money's going to charity so that's that but um i i i would like to go back and, and just end on a little bit of a lighter note and go back to the online dating stuff okay so oh yes Do you remember the link that you sent us in the group chat? Yes. Okay, so I was at
1: work the other day at the bar. I work at this dive bar, and I don't know why, but I'm, like, it was really slow, so I was, like standing in the, like, not in the corner, whatever, at one end of the bar, and my regulars were, like, sitting down. They were talking, and all of a sudden, I hear them, like, I, I look up, and I hear them talking about snuggling, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And these are, like, older, like, blue-collar men. Um, they're great. I love them all. So one of them is, is, is saying, you didn't just you didn't see that commercial about the snuggle, snuggle buddies and I was like what are you talking about? He's like snuggle buddies. You can hire somebody to come and snuggle with you. I was like what? Mm-hmm. So of course I got a GTS, google that shit and I come up with the snugglebuddies.com
0: but you guys have to just You have to go onto this website. Okay. Let me just listen. read a little bit for you, okay? <laughs> welcome to the snuggle buddies here at the snuggle buddies we strive to provide you with the most relaxing and enjoyable professional snuggling experience possible as a professional cuddling (laughs) service we are masters of platonic touch that offer a personalized experience which strives for your absolute happiness whether you want to cuddle for friendship relaxation or therapeutic reasons we would be happy to be your snuggle partner Many people do not get the amount of human touch. They went, oh, blah, 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 blah.
1: It's crazy. Basically.
0: Yes. So you can, (laughs) you can, here's the pricing, guys, in case you're interested. Quite the bargain. (laughs) Or not. It's $80 an hour to snuggle. To snuggle. $330 for eight hours of snuggling, but five hours of that must be for sleeping. So you have to sleep for five hours. (laughs) Or this is a this is a steal. Four hundred dollars for ten hours and six hours are for sleeping. They're also hiring, which man, this might not be a bad job. Yeah, I mean Forty dollars an hour during a session yeah. plus tips just to snuggle. This is fucking hilarious. It's great. You guys have to go to the website. It's it's really it's comedic just reading this. I just can't even believe this exists.
1: It's great, and they're hiring. So if, and they have. I just yeah, I just told them. Yeah, they have they have people everywhere. They do the U.S., Canada, and Australia, I believe. <laughs> um, if you look up, if you look up Connecticut, there are some females available in the Waterbury, um, New Haven area, I believe. No, I'm serious. Anna has their.
0: No. Do we know anyone? No.
1: I I, I mean, I personally didn't recognize anybody, but I also don't know anybody. So (laughs) um, yeah, check that out. It's pretty cool. If you're looking for a job, that might be something fun. And it's strictly platonic. Anything you would do with a friend okay and you have to be um I, I don't know if they only hire women but even if you are a female no, you have to be open to snuggling with men and right. women although 90 percent of their clientele is men 99 percent. oh 99 yeah,
0: okay there you go clients are men are men what is wrong with y'all <laughs> why do i no? but why do guys want to snuggle more than girls
1: um because it's harder for them to find a company canyon as we discussed earlier
0: in this episode yeah, but i didn't know i didn't realize that guys like to snuggle that much i'm not a snuggler um i think it's i mean it depends um, it depends on my mood uh i
1: think it's just having somebody to hang out with i don't think it's literally, you're going to snuggle for an hour. I think it's just me. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is. For a lot of people, maybe it is. I think it's more so the companionship and, like, just having somebody to, like, put your
0: arm around or, like, put your arm around. Because within this website somewhere... I guess it is. Yeah, it's someone to talk to talk to to, yeah Yeah.
1: anything that you would ask of a friend you can ask of your snuggle buddy so they're basically trying to let you know like this is not a sex service right anything you would do with a friend so even if you're a guy and you would ask your friend to go get you a beer while you're watching the game you could hire a snuggle buddy to do that for you come over watch the game get you a beer get you a sandwich I mean anything that you would ask I would ask my friends to make me some food I'd ask a snuggle buddy to make me some food. They can, but that's part of the job. They yeah, whatever you would ask a friend to do platonically for you, you can ask a snuggle buddy to do for you.
0: I mean, I suppose I could be a snuggle buddy. Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, know? working in the service industry, you pretty much are off. Well, I guess I no, I don't want anyone to touch me. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I can make sandwiches though for people <laughs> while they watch the game. Just be hired as a sandwich maker. Um, All right, guys. So if we don't hear any more episodes from us from No Filter, it's because we, we have, are now Snuggle Buddies, yeah. and you can find us on theSnuggleBuddies.com. <laughs> or I will be going by the name of Jasmine instead of my name. And I will name, be Nicole, which is our vacation names, by the way. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. we'll Sarah talk, about, talk that about that another that right episode. Now. <laughs> we'll shelf that. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Yes, hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget, email
1: us any questions, comments, suggestions. And I think we did a good job at not saying like
0: too much. I hope we'll. have to I think to, so too. We'll I to I think out. that
1: I said it quite a bit, but not as much as last time. It probably I hope it won't be as annoying. But yeah, email us any anything any sponsors out there want to reach us. <laughs> <Cancel> no, survivors. <laughs> cancer survivors. Cancer survivors. Comments, questions, complaints, whatever. Uh, no filter podcast at gmail.com. Or um I will be posting the articles that we talk about, um, and videos, anything like that on Twitter, which is at Bin Trish, B as in Boy, E-E-N Trish, T-R-I-C-S-H. And Rowan is at Rowanted, R A W a n t e d
0: but i don't really tweet that much i'll post i'll post some popping pics on instagram
1: yeah so (laughs) that's all that's our handle across the board instagram twitter um and i'm on snapchat all right so So
0: now it's time for us to go smoke because we held (laughs) off this entire time catch y'all next week Bye. bye
1: bye